Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome everybody to the House of the Unusual podcast. Once again, man, you know what it is. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky. With me as always is the maestro of Mail Order Mysteries, Eddie Guevara. Today's returning guest is the amazing horror magician, Chuck Caputo. Gentlemen, hey. welcome back and thank you for joining us. All right. All right. Hey. So let's, before we get into our uh, our conversations today, because we always got some good ones up for, for people and always some interesting stuff. But first, we're going to hit up our, our friends of the show. And um, just to let some people out there know what's going on, you know, some different things that they might be interested in. So first off, we're going to start off with 1878press.com. That's Dave Haversat's uh, website. Got tons of books on there about magic, mentalism, anything that you could think of dealing with that stuff. The history on it, how to, to do some of the, the magic, uh, some mail order stuff. So that is 1878press.com. Go over and check it out and support our buddy Dave. All right, also we have... Man, one of, becoming one of my favorite comics to read is Stupid Comics Magazine. If you guys haven't gotten an issue of this yet, you definitely have to pick it up. It is a mashup of the Far Side and Mad Magazine, man, all rolled into one black and white pages, and it is absolutely hilarious. I know a bunch of us have picked up issues zero through four and have, have nothing but good things to say about it, so... Head over to stupidcomicsmagazine.com. That's stupid spelled S-T-O-O-P-I-D. And go ahead and grab your, your issues. Get caught up because they are fantastic. And in issue number four, on the final page back cover, there is a huge advertisement for House of the Unusual. And it looks fantastic. So many thanks to the uh, the publishing people over at Stupid Comics Magazine for that. Also... If you're looking for some underwater sea monkey items, look no further than c-monkeys.com. Our buddy Todd Machen and company got some serious sea monkey stuff going on there, man. They got the executive supersize suite. They've got some t-shirts. They've got x-ray glasses, starter sets. Uh, what else they got there? I tell you what was cool, what I wanted was the light up ocean zoo aquarium cover. So you could see your little sea monkeys at night, give them some light, see them going around. And I want to thank Todd for sending me a few uh, kits because I was able to get them to my, my two nieces who are two and five. And the last time I talked with my sister is that they have some sea monkeys swimming around in there and they are super excited <laughs> about it. So, you know, that, that is their introduction to the world of sea monkeys and, uh, they're, they're loving it. So many thanks, Todd, for that. And I'm sure you have some lifelong returning customers. All right. Also, if you guys are on YouTube or not on YouTube, either way, man, head over to YouTube and check out our buddy Chuck Caputo and all his magic acts on there. He's under Sherry Caputo, and that's C-H-E-R-I. Just type that into the search, Sherry Caputo, and you can see all Chuck's. I uh, got tons of videos on there, you know, updating them weekly and I'm telling you, they're, they're amazing. You know, we always talk on here about the magic. Now you guys could go onto YouTube and actually see, you know, the tricks that we're talking about. So, you know, subscribe to his page there, like his videos. And then while you're on YouTube, type in House of the Unusual. Subscribe to our page and, you know, check out some of the videos we have on there. And he's always putting up some, some interesting things. All right. So we also have... Man, over on Etsy, type in Atomic Monster Magazine. It's a new uh, independent magazine that just came out, was just published, uh, made in the USA. It is 76 pages of blood-curdling color and horror. And, man, you're going to love it. Uh, I have a great article on there on the, uh, the movie Equinox, uh, along with a few other articles on some toys and I don't want to spoil it too much man you got to check out the magazine but head over to etsy type in atomic monster magazine issue number one is now on sale 
Also, MyMovieMonsters.com, we have Scary Monsters number 123 is up for pre-order, coming out late September. I have a article in there on, oh man, what the heck is it? I can't even remember. Poltergeist, that's it, the movie Poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out, man. Scott Jackson did another great cover, and this one, just like last year's Halloween edition, it's a glow-in-the-dark cover, man, so you won't want to miss it. Head over to MyMovieMonsters.com and pre-order your your issue. You can also get it uh, bagged and boarded for an extra dollar. Not too bad, considering bags and boards are, are getting harder and harder to come by nowadays. All right, and also, if you guys are out there and you want to watch some classic horror and sci-fi movies and you don't want to pay for any of those streaming services, man, do I got the place for you. TheMonsterChannel.com, they have a 24-hour free streaming service of horror and sci-fi movies, serials, you name it. There's also a little chat that goes along with it. And on the bottom of the page there, they have a weekly guide so you can see what's on. You know, set your alarm for a movie that you want to watch. And, you know, they're, they're always streaming. Support them. They're a small organization that, you know, they run on donations and and help from you know fans like us so that's all we got for uh friends of the show but man i tell you what you know something eddie i was walking around the house of the unusual you know i wanted to check out the the house see the different rooms and all that and i happened upon you know going down the basement happened upon this this door and i said man i said you know where the heck does this lead to? You know, I've been all around the house than usual, and I know the house changes up a lot. You know, maybe Chuck Caputo's doing some, you know, magic on it or something and changing it around on us, man. So I open up the door, man, and, you know, it, the door creaks open a little bit. <laughs> you know, I start shivering and all that. I said, man, you know, what is this? Is Eddie hiding down there ready to – to scare me or something or you know it's chuck down there or maybe todd's gonna throw sea monkeys at me or something and no man this was the crypt of classics so this is our new segment a new weekly segment crypt of classics if you listen to our podcast last week we talked about it a little bit that every week we are going to talk about real quick just one classic movie sci-fi horror a serial whatnot that you might want to watch. So if you're thinking about what you need to watch for the week or what you want to watch, maybe you have a, you know, some kids and you guys can't figure out what to watch but want to watch a, a classic movie, hey, look no further than House of the Unusual because we got you covered. So this week, man, I'm I'm coming out of left field on this. You know, people are probably thinking, you know, what, is this going to be a universal horror movie or, you know, some 1950s flying saucer classic? Nope. Let's see if you guys have ever heard of this. The Crimson Ghost. Anybody wow. Heard you guys remember the Crimson Ghost? No, you got me. No, oh man. <laughs> no. Let me tell you about the Crimson Ghost. Now I'm gonna you now we'll we'll discuss it real quick because once I start talking about it, you guys will know exactly what the Crimson Ghost is. So it was released October 26, 1946, and is a Republic Pictures film serial directed by Fred C. Brandon and William Whitney. William Whitney's done tons of, of uh, serial cliffhangers. Daredevils of the Red Circle, Zorro's Fighting Legions, Drums of Fu Manchu, just to name a few. But the 12-chapter <clears throat> serial stars Charles Quigley as Professor Duncan Richards, a criminologist who attempts to thwart the efforts of the Crimson Ghost and his diabolical schemes to steal the invention the cyclotrode X that can render electrical devices powerless. So that means he, he could essentially stop the house of the unusual podcast. So you guys got to watch this. <laughs> Hope that, you know, this, this cyclotrode X gets, gets stopped. So the serial also stars Linda Sterling and Isaac Stanford Jolly. Also look for Clayton Moore of Lone Ranger fame as the crimson ghost henchman Ash. Oh, wow. I, everybody, you know, is familiar with Clayton Moore and used to seeing him in the Lone Ranger. But in, in this cliffhanger, he is a bad guy and he is he's probably one of the baddest on there, man. So and if you guys are still wondering what the heck is the Crimson Ghost? Well, everybody knows the band Misfits, right? And their their signature skull on their their shirt, their their that iconic, you know, image of the 
the skull with missing teeth. Well, that is that's from the Crimson Ghost cereal. So I'm sure everybody, you know, if you're not familiar with the cereal, you you're probably familiar with the uh, the band, the Misfits. Mm-hmm. And if you're not familiar with either of them, and you're still like, man, who is the Crimson Ghost? Don't worry, I we got you covered here at House of the Unusual. Head over to YouTube, type in the Crimson Ghost cereal, and the complete 12 chapter cereal will pop up. You could watch it for free. Uh, the the quality is really so so. It, it's okay, but if you're if you're like me and want to see it in you know pristine condition, you could find the 12 chapter cereal at cerealsquadron.com. Uh, they have a Blu-ray on there. It's digitally remastered. I ordered a copy of it at the beginning of the year, and it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, the sound, the, the picture quality is phenomenal. Those guys over there, they, their team does a great job restoring all these old cereals. And that's all they do. They restore cereals. So this is that's their, their, uh, their bread and butter. So that's our, our movie for the, the week is The Crimson Ghost, the 1946 12-chapter cereal. So once you watch it, head over to houseoftheunusual.com under the form. You'll see Crypto Classics pinned to the top. Go over there, discuss it. Let us know what you think of the serial. And um, if you have any questions about it or if you just want to talk about it, because it is a, it's a very iconic um, serial cliffhanger, the image of the Crimson Ghost and some of the sequences, uh, definitely watch them in the dark because it adds to the, the spookiness. So we are going to exit the cryptic classics now and head back up into House of the Unusual proper and see what's going on with our brother Chuck Caputo. Chuck, what's right. going on, brother? All right. Hey, that was a lot of fun. I will definitely check that out, man. Oh, I'm telling you, it is a phenomenal serial. Phenomenal. But we just finished up the live uh, podcast on uh, YouTube. It was pretty cool. I got to demonstrate... Uh, uh, the uh, product line, which you know what it's, uh, they're they're fantastic effects and they're very easy to do all the tricks and yet they're professional. And Eddie did a great job on packaging, so I'm glad we had a we had a chance to do that. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is this rain. I mean, I don't know what you guys are getting oh, yeah. in uh, Ohio and New Jersey, but Pittsburgh has been crazy. There's trees down. I mean, I'm I'm zigzagging on the roads. I mean, it's it's just a total mess out here. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Chuck, you mentioned the uh, the video cast. Where can people find that out out there? Because I know everyone's itching to to watch, and they're going, you know, Chuck, where where can we watch it at? So yeah, you know, know what? If you go on, if you go on uh, the the House of the Unusual's home, it's on it's on there. It's on Facebook, House of the Unusual, or you can go on YouTube and search uh, Chuck Caputo uh, Secrets Exposed. I believe is the name of it. And uh, I tell you what, it's about 43 minutes long. I uh, demonstrate a lot of the Inverti magic, which he was a fantastic inventor from the Netherlands. Uh, you know, there's a lot of neat effects. So I actually demonstrate quite a few things on there. And I also show the uh, the tricks we came up with. And uh, you know what? Those tricks are, you know, the principles on these things are so old that they're new because throughout the years, I've read a lot of books and so forth. So I so I kind of came up with a lot of things that are, you know, that are pretty unusual, not really seen, uh, you know, by the, by today's audiences. And yet there's a spooky element to it. There's a horror magic theme to it. So, so I think everybody will, will enjoy the magic effects. Awesome. Yeah, I remember, you know, checking out a few of those effects when we were doing the uh, the interviews. And th- those are really cool, man. I, I They well, thank are really you. cool to watch. If, if nobody out there knows what we're talking about or you haven't followed, you know, Chuck in the past, definitely check it out because you you will be amazed at them like you said you know they're so old that they're new there's some stuff that people haven't seen in in what chuck decades probably right oh absolutely absolutely decades yes you know and and a huge thanks to uh to our maestro of mail order mysteries eddie Guevara, for putting that together because he i tell you what chuck i i think it was last week i was talking with eddie and he's working on everything and you know, he's telling me how tired he is and he's still talking, but I, I could swear that he was talking and sleeping at the same time. Man. <laughs> he, just, he does it all, man. So, you he know, hey, big round of applause. Oh, for Eddie, man. man. He, you better believe it. I tell you what, he, he works his butt off. So we're going to turn it over to him and uh, we're, we're going to hear his two cents about everything. So what's up, Eddie? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Joe. That's a good one. I'm yeah, telling Joe, you, man, you put some, some work into it, brother. 
Yes, well, he thank does. you very much, man. I'll tell you why, man. I couldn't do anything without you guys. That's for sure. Uh, well, as we're speaking right now, obviously the podcast just finished airing about 20, 30 minutes ago or so. And when I'm saying podcast, I'm saying the live cast, the interview with uh, Chuck and everything we did there with the uh, Inverti Magic that he showed. And also we're going to start rolling out beginning sometime later tonight. So tomorrow afternoon it should start popping up anywhere in the... Uh, on YouTube, that you can, you, there will be a link for each of those magic tricks, and I'm rolling them out as we speak. Uh, it should be finished sometime tonight with most of them. Uh, it's a total of eight tricks that we have. Uh, we're going to be rolling out of those eight tricks. There's two that are deluxe, and those are more like you know for the more professional magician. And then all those that are professional and beginners will get the other line of tricks. So there's two lines of magic. There's the deluxe horror line. And then there's the regular horror line, which is the one that, you know, Chuck makes the most from now. Oh, he makes the most tricks from the uh, overall. Like I said, it's going to be rolled out in the next day or two. All of them are going to they're already uploaded on YouTube. I have to make it live, but I have to make sure all the links are working as they go live so that people can make purchases. Uh, the other thing I want to bring to the table is uh, up here. We've had so much rain tonight that uh, there was a guy that he came on when you say Craigslist, he came on and he's offering free kayak lessons for <laughs> anybody in town. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the type of water that's coming down tonight is insane. I came All over right. from my daughter's house and I was driving down here. Man, I had to stop in the supermarket and stuff. And if you can hear my voice, I've, 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 I've gone soaked. I've taken three showers. Out. And my shoes... Yeah, you're getting all that from us because it rained here in Northeast Ohio for about two days straight, and yeah. I know it moved over to to Chuck's area and the the Pittsburgh, PA area. So now you're getting it, Eddie. <laughs> oh, wow, look yeah. at this! So you guys are thanking me one time, and you're sending me a monsoon afterwards. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's right. No better friends. <laughs> but overall, yeah, everything. I'm very excited about the whole line of magic tricks that's coming up. Um, I had a little bit of tough time tonight trying to print out one of the instructions there. And when Chuck had called me earlier, I was like, Chuck, it's a simple thing, man. I'm getting tired of MacBooks. <laughs> but anyway, I finally got it to work. I, I, I it. Um, I'm putting everything together. It, it's going to work. It, it's uh, a fabulous thing, and it's growing. Uh, pretty soon, we're also going to be in the next couple of the end of October. We're going to be not the end of October, the mid of October. We're also going to introduce another line on the Dave Harvest which is going to be the Acme House novelty line. That's that's where people can purchase the uh, whoopee cushions, joy buzzers, the famous novelties from the 60s and 70s that we grew up with. All the entire magic line is going to be on the Chuck Caputo magic because Chuck is the best and we're, we're creating the whole line. But again, House of the Unusual is going to have a lot of different arms, my friend, because we are a lot of people together here. The other thing I want is our, our friend Todd has been you know going through some checkups and stuff and we want to say we love you Todd uh, we always keep you in our prayers and Todd I hope you're listening to this my friend keep strong everything's great and uh, as we go forward uh, we'll have him probably in the next couple of weeks in one of our podcasts and I also want to say a shout out to a couple of friends who have not they've made it a priority to hear our podcast every single week one of my friends is a pharmacist in the hospital where he works and they actually listen to the podcast in the pharmacy area each thursday morning i believe and awesome. um so i want to say to jim i want to shout out to jim a shout out to our friend charlie who also works in the hospital and then we have mikey t mikey t is a good friend of us who works with us or used to work with us in the hospital i no longer work there so i'm saying used to with me but um the basic thing is that he used to sell a lot of shrunken heads. He was an expert shrunken head seller in the Meadowlands flea market. If you wanted a head from Mexico, uh, anywhere, Barbados, the Falkland Islands, he got you a shrunken head for any time you wanted. Um, <laughs> and he's awesome. probably going to laugh at me saying that. But anyway, <laughs> the other thing is that through the person who told me the story of the that when we had the urban legends in uh, one of the podcasts in the past one of the famous urban legends was about it in pennsylvania where my friend had his family owned a a ranch and i told the story of the guy 
in the Derby Brown Derby hat, which some people had seen. Apparently, I was brought up with some more information about it. Not only was the guy with the Brown Derby hat popular in the vicinity, but he there was also a photograph of him that somebody, uh, my friend described that when he was little, he remembers the photograph of the legendary person. And he said he looked like Wolverine. You know, he had that big um, sideburns and all that stuff. He said it actually looked like if he was the Wolfman from the time. So he's trying to get a hold because unfortunately that photograph burned out. But I think in his family archives, there's another one. He's trying to donate that along with the brown derby hat. So the House of the Unusual can be, take ownership of it and display it in our, you know, in our future um, display center we have or whatever we have museum that we open. We'll put so it right in, a, right in the foyer of the House of the Unusual. So people yeah, we'll, we'll put it right there, man. And it'll be a floating brown derby hat. That'll be perfect. <laughs> and I'm sure uh, Chuck will uh, will allow the, the magic trick to happen. You know, he'll, he'll do it. Absolutely. So anyway, other than that, guys, um, like I said, I wanted to give a shout out to those people. And you, uh, you, know, you, you know, you I'm just real quick before I forget, you know, you mentioned, you know, about people listening to us. And I think the last time me and you talked, we when you looked up the analytics, we're over what, about 5000 people weekly tuning in to us with all the analytics from all the uh, places, including iTunes. It's approximately five to six thousand people a week right now. All right. Great. That, that's awesome. You know, we want to thank definitely thank everyone that's tuning in and. I, I think the last time Eddie me and you talked, I, I let you know about on iTunes. We we're up to twenty seven five star ratings now. So, I mean that that's phenomenal. So, thank you to everyone out there who who gave us a rating. And if you're still enjoying our podcast and you haven't given us a rating, you know, jump on your your favorite platform and you know give us that top rating, five star rating or whatnot, because that that helps us out. You know, with all the analytics and everything, I, I don't know too much on how that works, but I know you know the more ratings we get, the more that you know will be will be put out there. You know, when people go to search, you know, different podcasts and all that, so it helps us out. And you know, we, we just want to thank everybody for for tuning in and, and giving us a a great rating because we you know we're just doing so we're just doing something we love. We I don't think you know we ever thought it would get. You know, I think when we started out, you know, we only had a you know handful of people tuning into us, but you know, we were doing our thing, having a good time, you know, good conversations, and now you know, we're up to five, six thousand people. The next, the world. Uh, <laughs> Chuck, can you do some magic for that, my friend? Just make them appear. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be um, great. One thing I also wanted to bring up to you, Joe, you mentioned the Crimson Colt, and one of the things that came to my mind immediately is uh, Karloff. And I know that he was not part of the show, but a lot of people might have believed that he was the Crimson Colt, and I'll tell you why. Anybody going back in the early, growing up in the 1970s that saw the Moon Monster ad, when you send away for the six-foot Moon Monster out of Union City, New Jersey, one thing happened. Free monthly, it was supposed to be a monthly newsletter that was going to be sent to you each month when you, so basically you became a member for a dollar for the Mount monster fan club. And you would get this newsletter. Well, the newsletter is about the crimson cult, the new upcoming, you know, uh, series. And then it has, um, in the, it's like a big giant picture of Boris Karloff with the eyes behind him, like a bunch of eyes and stuff. I know he had nothing to do with the serial, but a lot of people who see that associate him with the Crimson Cult, ironically. Yeah, he definitely, the, the Crimson Ghost, he definitely was not, uh, he definitely was not in, in the serial, if anybody out there is wondering. Um, well, well, Joe. The, the ghost, yeah. Joe, there's the Crimson Cult. What was the, the Crimson, Crimson Cult? Ghost. I think the Crimson Cult, I might see something we just opened a can of worms Uh-oh. i think the crimson cult might be the one with uh boris karloff in it was that from 68 i believe so yes okay yeah the, uh, he was in the the crimson cult yeah in 68 okay so that that's where uh, you see uh, i i would have uh thrown a lot of people out there into a frenzy and they would have said what is eddie talking about <laughs> I, you know i have people that are upset at our our friend doctor when he said that the creature from the black lagoon was 
kind of like a social movie, and they're like, well, is he crazy? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Crimson so Call, yeah, Boris Koff was in that, Christopher Lee, and uh, the beautiful Barbara Steele was in it. Okay, well, that that's where the Crimson Ghost and the Crimson Cult. The yeah. Crimson Cult is the one I was thinking about when I was mentioning that story, because that's where the newsletter is based on, is the Crimson uh, Cult. Uh, yeah, cool. yeah, let's not, yeah, for, yeah, well, Hopefully people don't get them confused and they're saying, well, the Crimson Cult and they're looking it up on YouTube. No. <laughs> yeah, the Crimson Ghost. Our, our movie of the week's the Crimson. But you know what? The, the Crimson Cult, I tell you what, that's, I haven't seen that one in years. So maybe, you know, one of these weeks we'll we'll touch up on, on that one and make that the uh, the movie. Yeah, week. that would be cool. Hey, well, and I one thing up. I want, no, I'm Go sorry. One thing, I, well, one thing I want so is uh, Joe. I know when you were talking about it a few weeks ago, one thing that I wanted to let you know is that we now have, uh, due to Chuck's instructional videos, I actually rent space on a company that allows me to upload all the instructional videos and they will be coded. So anybody who buys a certain trick can actually uh, download and, and watch those videos. Um, I'm not going to be having the instructional videos on YouTube. Only the demo videos are right, going to be right. on YouTube. So that channel will allow Crypt of Classic to upload the movies that you're talking about, and people can tune into that channel and be able to see it directly on the House of uh, the Unusual uh, webpage. That would so that be was cool. A little yeah, that was a little wow. surprise. I was working on you, uh, Joe. So that'll happen soon. Cool. Wow, that sounds great. Hey, I checked out a couple movies. Uh, you know what? They're pretty much classics. Uh, the last couple of days, uh, I watched the uh, Carnival of Souls. Oh, and I, love I, that movie. I mean, that's a that's a fantastic movie. I saw that many years ago, and I tell you, it brings back memories. That's a really really cool movie. And I watched the Bucket of Blood. Uh, do you remember oh, that? Yeah, I love Bucket of Blood. Yep. That's that's really cool. That's a fantastic. You know, they're all beatniks in there, and yeah. uh, that and, and uh, he, the guy was a sculptor, and uh, I I think his name uh, his real name who played the uh, sculptor was is it dan miller if i'm not mistaken i mean he's a character actor he played in a lot of stuff he just died a couple years ago i mean he was like 90 not but he was in gremlins i mean in a bunch of bunch of movies throughout the years yeah yeah D uh, yeah dick miller Richard dick miller, miller. Yeah, that's died, it yeah, 2019 yeah he was oh i loved him in gremlins man he played oh. uh Oh, wasn't he like a mechanic or something in that? Yeah, yeah. You know what? He always played down to earth people. You, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, he was just a cool, a cool character actor, man. I, you know, I seen him in a in a ton of movies throughout the '60s and the '70s. Now, now, Chuck, I have to ask you since now, now here you go, open up a can of worms, like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, since you saw Carnival of Souls, what is your? Because there's everybody has their own take on you know what's going on, uh, with the main character. So what 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 is your what is your opinion on the whole storyline? Because some people say that 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 her story takes place in like the second, you know, in between life and death, or that mm -hmm, she, mm -hmm. you know, it's taking place after death. Everybody's got their own little takes on it. Yeah, I I tell you, that's a that's a tough one, man. I don't know. Thinking, you know, you know, like exactly what they were trying to convey. And I tell you what, if you go one way, then it takes a turn the other way. I'm not really sure myself, but I tell you what, there was a, family, and uh, sh she's still alive too. Um, I'm trying to think of her name. Can Candace Hill Hillegross. Yep, yep. She, she's she's in her uh, in her maybe late 80s or somewhere around there, and uh, yeah, she's still alive. Because you know what, I always check up to see who's alive for some reason. I don't know, I don't know why, but that's. But uh, yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, I'm the same way, and, and I'm always <laughs> astonished to see how young a lot of these, you know, classic actors and actresses die. Oh yeah, in that in that bucket of blood, Bert Bert Convy was in there. He was he was the uh, detective that uh, that went to uh, he uh, he wanted to uh, put the cuffs on uh, the uh, sculptor, remember? And then the sculptor guy killed him, and he put the clay over top of him, and that was one of his uh, th that was one of his creations. <laughs> that was a pretty wild. That was. Oh yeah, yeah. I, you know, I tell you what—that's one I have to, I have to really revisit because it's been a while since I've, I've seen that. But I have that on a DVD collection, and um, I think I bought it maybe about 15 years ago. That might have been the last time I, I seen it. And yeah, it's fantastic collection through, and it was on there. Yeah, definitely a, a cool movie. But um, Carnival of Souls is one of my, 
I, I mean, it's such a B movie, but it's one of my one of my definitely one of my favorites. It's it's up there. Oh, it's, you know, it's fantastic, Joe. At your that? advice, many many years ago, I uh, my wife gave me for Christmas a DVD player that was seven inches. So one of the things I did is I went out at that moment. I think I wasn't sure if it was FYI video or something was going out of business. I forgot what it was, and they were selling this box sets of horror films that you know you will have like a 100 dvds or oh, yeah yeah for the difference so i made it a point each and every night what i would do is when my wife went to bed and i went to bed i would take my pillow prop it up just a little bit and i would put <laughs> up my chest i put the dvd player in the middle of the dark with the dvd now, here's the thing when you do that since you're watching it 10 inches away from your face it looks like you're watching a giant screen it does. So, yeah. so I, I started watching, and I was, I was, oh my god, it was so cool, because I'll, first of all, that I realized is, the women that played in those films were so feminine. Uh, it was that amazed me, and as how, how beautiful a lot of them were. The second part, especially with uh, that I got shocked about is how good some of those films were, even though that they were done like with probably shoestring budgets. Yeah, sure. Yeah. One of them is called. If you you guys got called the Amazing Mister X or the Incredible Mister X, it was based on some alien form comes and inhabits a human, and this, and it I mean the film is very very cheaply done, mm -hmm. but the the whole account behind it, and the, it was a it was a great film, and one of the ones also that I liked was um, the um, the man with the X ray eyes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a great one too. That was a really, really good film. In fact, it reminded me of the backdrop I Dream of Genie because it kind of looks <laughs> like when they walk around, you know, it kind of looks like one of the I Dream of Genie episodes. But you know, <laughs> that, that that's a perfect example of how you know you don't need all these special effects or millions of dollars or even hundreds of thousands of dollars to make a good movie as long as you have a good story. You know, people it's will, true. will like. You know, I mean, look at Carnival, you know, since we're talking about a Carnival of Souls, I mean, there's, you know, there's no special effects in there. You know, the the zombie, you know, people, they're pretty much that that's very simple, you know, makeup effects. And, right, you know, there's nothing to it. But the story is the story is fascinating because at the end of the movie, it, it's a story that you could keep talking about and you could keep well, analyzing and, you know, talking with your friends about it and everyone's going to have a different opinion. Well, Joe, let me tell you something. There's two films, too, that if you guys were to watch it, I know you would like. One is Curse of the Demon. Now, you know, there's two parts to that. It's very cheesily done because you could see that the demon, you know, they didn't use the best effects for it. But the Curse of the Demon, in fact, the famous Monsters of Filmland uh, book cover that has the face of the demon on it. And there's also another classical book. I forgot the name of it right now. They go for over $150 each one just because of the cover. Now, Curse of the, which is kind of funny though, because I remember going to a flea market one day, and um, I wanted the magazine, and and the guy was asking five dollars, and I wanted him to give it to me for four dollars. <laughs> the the back cover was you know ripped off. Well, within seconds, the guy sold it for the five dollars. I was cheap about <laughs> it, and I wound up having to pay a hundred and thirty dollars for the same magazine because <laughs> I wanted it. Okay, I, I tell you what, that that's a creepy movie. Curse of the Demon or, or Night of the Demon, you know, however you, you find it. It's a British movie, so it's got the two titles, American and U.S. But it, I, especially the ending when, you know, when they're on the train tracks with the, the and the demon comes. I don't, I don't want to spoil it for people out there that might not well, have seen it. But it is a scary, it's a damn Joe, scary movie. <laughs> it is, but Joe, I, I'm, I'm almost positive. I think Night of the Demon is part two of Curse of the Demon. No, there was only, there was only, um, uh, There's there was two, only one. There, there was only one night of the demon was the, uh, the UK title curse of the demon was the United States title. Uh, okay. Are you sure? Because I'm almost yeah, positive, positive. I have both in, in DVD. No, yeah, no, I'm positive that it's because a lot of times with those classics in, uh, I don't even know. I don't know if they, it's still like that with movies, but you know, they, it, when, if it was done overseas or even here and then went overseas, they had different titles for, I think I don't know if it was because of the censors or just to change right. it up, but Night of the Demons was the original UK uh, 
release title. Curse of the Demon was the United States title. Okay. Yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. In the United yeah. States and, and the best if anyone out there is wanting to to watch it, you know, make sure you find the United Kingdom version because there's about almost 15 more minutes on it when they took it to the United States because of, you know, the way our censorship worked in the 50s, they did cut uh some stuff out of there but you know try to find the the uk version it's it's about 95 minutes mm, cool well, well joe uh, i want to thank you for being more subtle with me because i know the last time that uh dr sob said something to todd just about the sea monkey so i think it was the you know describing one of the jokes that could <laughs> be harmful for sea monkeys i haven't heard of dr sob since <laughs> so I'm not sure if you know maybe the guillotine or guillotine <laughs> might have been uh, in Todd's domain. I don't know. He's in Todd's uh, underwater sea monkey dungeon right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a possibility. You know, Waiting so you to be, be very careful. But here's the other thing I was going to tell you: another movie, Joe, that I know because you're the expert on these films. From Hell It Came, that's a good film. Mm, I'll have to check that out. How about you, Joe? I'm trying to think what, what from hell it came. Based on a tree. The tree was called the Tawabunga. Or the yeah, that's right. The, the, yeah, the, the Tobanga or something. Tobanga, right? The Tobanga. Yeah. Right? yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That, the tree yeah, that's was where walking. It, yeah, it, it yeah. slowly walked in, in towards the people where you could easily outrun it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna have to check this out. I'm taking notes while I'm listening to you guys. No, that, yeah, that's a really good film. Right and in fact, if you see the artwork for the poster from Hell It Came, it's a great poster, man. Wow. I think I have one of the original posters of that film. Oh, wow, really? Um, yeah, because you got to understand, Joe, like I said, just because I'm not, I'm a, not, I didn't like horror, you know, especially. Right. Tell you what, a lot of those, a lot of those posters, especially from the 50s, are, are they're tough to find. I mean, oh, yeah. in nice condition. And I believe that the, from Hell It Came was late 50s, around 57, I believe, and the the man, I mean, horror posters in general, they're they're tough to to come by, and when you do, they're they're very expensive. But oh, they're very expensive. Those, Eddie, definitely send it my way. My birthday <laughs> is coming up in a few <laughs> weeks, so you know. <laughs> Absolutely, Joe. Well, Joe, you got something coming your way that you've been waiting for all your life. I'm is not going to spoil. Well, you know, the empty <laughs> box could have, could have some contents this time, but you got to keep it like Todd. Remember, see. People remember when we were talking about the um, non-fungible tokens and the guy who bought the invisible statue. Well, that box had a lot of uh, a lot of things in it. It was invisible, man. And you yeah, threw that's it what out. You yeah, there's an invisible uh, invisible goldfish, invisible poster. It's yeah, all exactly. You know? Now, I'm going to say though is with all the film and classics, Joe, which you know you are an expert on. Uh, I got to tell you, though, honestly, uh, a lot of the films not only were good, but the artwork and the dedication that they took into promoting the film was phenomenal. You oh, don't absolutely. see posters that great. Like, the, for example, The Brain That Wouldn't Die. Right, right. It crawls. It crawls, the crawling hand, you know. Uh, the Monkey's Paw. All those films were phenomenal, man. And those posters are so cool. The only problem is a lot of them are French and they're like 57 by 62. Or some, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, 60. What have you, I mean, like where, what type of wall are you going to display a poster like that unless you own a warehouse? I tell yeah. you what, Eddie, I, I, and Chuck, I, I, a few years ago at, at Monster Bash, I was able to find a, um, it was a hardback book. One was a, of horror movie posters, classics. I, I think it was up to maybe like, 1969 was maybe the final one and the same thing with sci-fi and they were each about 300 pages or so and oh yeah i, I mean i i could spend i spent hours looking <laughs> through those at, at just the artwork and checking out the you know the posters and like you said you know they had the um a lot of times they would have they would show the american release poster and the spanish release poster right. the Italian release, and i mean the artwork on them these guys put in i, I mean for for you know, you, you're talking about a movie, you know, that they might have spent $30,000 to, yeah. you know, at, on their budget. But the poster's worth that alone. You know, I mean, they're they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. The art, you, know, you don't really see that anymore. No, no, you don't. Um, hey, 
Hey, Joe, you, you mentioned you mentioned Poltergeist at the beginning of the podcast. I was always fascinated by that movie, and I'll tell you why. Because you know what, uh, you know, it, I mean, there was a, a few of the actors in there that you know what, like there there was even speculation that there was a curse. I mean, the one girl was shot to death, I believe. One of the the older daughter uh, was her name Dominique Dunn or something. I'm not sure, something like that. And uh, uh, the young blonde haired girl uh, Carol Ann, she ended up dying at a at a young age of some type of a, a medical problem, you know what I mean? And so, I mean, it just went on and on. And, uh, uh, poltergeist too, the guy who played the, uh, uh, the older gentleman that was walking through the neighborhood. I mean, he was literally dying of some type of cancer. That's why he was so thin. I mean, his, his face was downright eerie, man. When I seen that, it was like, Oh my goodness. I, I almost had like nightmares and stuff, but that was a really, really cool. Uh, I think there's three of them, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, there's there's three of them, but I the really the the first one was was the best one. That was and, the best one. The classic. But yeah, like you said, that Dominique Dunn, she she died in a domestic violence, you know, incident. I, well, she, her boyfriend at the time, you know, yeah, shot her, and then um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Heather O'Rourke died. I believe it was during the third one. Um, she had some type of um, of, of illness that she had passed away from, but. Yeah, there yeah. was a lot of a lot of things that went on there, and I, I think really the only one that that went on to have a big career was uh, the Craig T. Nelson. Craig Nelson, yeah, who played the father. You know, and I'm sure everyone knows him from. Uh, I, I loved that that show. What was a coach? Coach, oh, that was great. Oh, yeah. I agree. Who uh, played Who played the mother on there? That was Joe Beth Williams, if I'm not mistaken. Joe Beth Williams, yeah, she he she played Diane. Okay. Yeah, and I tell you what, that I always loved in in. You know Zelda Rubenstein as uh, Tangina. She was oh. always fantastic. I loved her even as a little kid. When I remember seeing this, you know we we would always you know go around the house and you know pretend like we're shooing away ghosts and then go. This house is clean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was she was fantastic. You know what? Yeah. There's a there's a series I like back when I was dating my wife uh, back in about 1989, 1990. You know, tell uh, tell from the crypt, and uh, she played on she played on an episode on there, and she was fantastic. I mean, if you look back at the uh, if you look back at tells from the crypt series. I mean, there's a lot of people back when they started acting pretty much like John Stamos was just getting popular. Uh, he was on there. I mean, there's like a bunch of people on there. Uh, it's a, you know what? That's a fantastic series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. the Yeah. That was originally on HBO. That was, it was on HBO. Yep. Yeah. Well, what was great about this? No, I was going to say what was I don't know if I sorry, Joe, if I cut you there. <laughs> I was trying to um, I was like trying to say something and, and I was my trying to almost burp and you know trying to uh, <laughs> cover it up at the same time so. okay no because I, I heard but I, I, you kind of say is what people don't realize remember Joe, uh, Chuck Tales from the Crypt has the comic book and, and Billy orders the stuff from the comic book you know right right that's what I love about that series because it has the mail order theme to it oh and monsters but you know what Joe and, and Chuck, you know, when it comes to poetry guys and those films, I really don't like them, never watch them because I think they're too diabolical for me. Like, I'm, I'm okay with the horror from the 50s and 40s and I like as far as like Tales from the Crypt. I love the, that series. I kind of don't like the movie poetry guys. And stuff. I think they go a little too far with the same. I, I tell you what, Poltergeist is, it's still, I, it's a 1982 movie and, you know, when I was, I, I just you know, submitted an article for Scary Monsters on it a, a couple months ago and you know, I was revisiting the movie after I and I hadn't watched it for maybe 10, 15 years or so and I was watching it mm-hmm. and um you know usually if I'm doing research, you know, for a movie, I'll sit there and I'll you know with my you know pen and paper and I'll take notes and you know I'll pause the movie, this and that. I watched the whole damn movie. It didn't take one <laughs> one note or anything. <laughs> and I had to go back and watch it. I, w- I was like so captivated by it and it was i tell you what it still holds up man it is scary as hell it's a scary movie man it's a scary movie i tell you the, the one movie that scared the crap out of me i was nine years old when it came out and uh, my uh, brother god rest his soul he passed away to be going on two years he was seven years older than me and he took me into the theater downtown pittsburgh to see this it was the exorcist oh and yeah I, I tell you what i could not sleep for days after i mean you do not take a nine-year-old kid to see that <laughs> I, tell you I mean what, I'm, a, 
I'm a grown man and and I've been through a lot and I still, you know, have trouble watching. I still got to watch it with the lights <laughs> Oh, man, that movie scared the heck out of me, man. I couldn't sleep. I'm waking my parents up all the time. They they were hollering, they were hollering at me. I had the lights on. I had all the light. They said, "Turn these lights out. What's wrong with you?" And uh, man, it was something. Which, I mean, which it was of you guys. Which of you guys this film? It was a film that there was I think it's called The Entity. You guys remember that? Oh, that sounds that sounds familiar. I'm trying to picture that's that. That's the one that there's a female, and apparently there's some type of invisible force that starts making love to her and all this stuff. I do remember that. I remember it. And then yep. they, they actually freeze it in one section. It's like a big giant monster. Yep. And she was, was that with Barbara Hershey? Was Barbara Hershey the main? I think I think so. Okay, I think, I, think so. I, I vaguely remember it. Come on, Joe. You're the expert here. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, Joe. I think you're right. I think I vaguely, you know, a lot of those, a lot of the '80s movies, though. You know, I I, I watched them in the '80s, and and most of the time, that's the last time I've really, you know, seen them, unless it was the early '90s when I I caught them on, um, you know, when I rented them from a video store. But like like Poltergeist, like I said, I probably haven't seen that in fifteen plus years, and you know, I, I've probably seen more movies more times from the 30s and 40s and even silent movies from the 20s than i i have from the 80s recently okay. and i really got to catch up on my 80s watching tv show. <laughs> well what about what about this one terror so sudden you don't have time to scream silent scream remember that one silent mm. scream that's the one that up in the attic they kept uh some family i think it was a lady kept one of their that was, I think, retarded or something. It was up in the attic, mm. and it was called Silent Scream. And the and every time they advertised it on TV, it said "Terror so sudden, there's no time to scream." Wow. Well, I'm throwing another one. You, I'm surprised, uh, Joe. Look that one up in your computer. There, you'll see it. Silent yeah, I'm Scream. looking right now. That's from '79, and you know what? I I don't I don't recall ever seeing this one. Wow, that's amazing. Here's another. What about Squirmal? Do you remember Squirmel that it showed the skull, the skull out of the eye sockets? I don't remember. Does anybody that. remember that one? No, I don't remember that one. You don't. Squirmel was big in the mid early seventies, hmm. and I went to see that one in the theater. And what it was is that worms. It, it kind of like the Day of the Walking or the the Walking Dead. The premises behind it. This yeah. thing, I think, that some electrical thing allows made the worm. And they would eat up bodies, and, and they would be coming out of everyone. And it well, was I will, I, well, I will definitely check that out because I'm taking notes right oh, here. Wow, uh, I'm, I'm very surprised. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I, I'm going to check out that Silent Scream because I don't. Yeah, know Silent Scream. Okay, Silent Scream and Squirmel were big seventies. Okay. Squirmel, hmm. you'll know the face because it shows a skeleton face, and there's like worms coming out of its mouth and eyes, and that's the poster for it. Silent Scream. Uh, and and in fact, there was another one. My movie of all time that scared me that I don't even like watching it today. That is really, in my opinion, it's not grotesque. It's probably from the early 70s. It's Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. And I've said that before. Uh, where you have these creatures that when they see light, they look, they, they kind of remind me of, if anybody re remembers the serial from Superman, mm -hmm. the original uh, George Reeves, 1950s. Uh, that we watched growing up in the 70s on television, the original Superman, George Reeves. Not Christopher yeah. Reeves, not the one that died. Right. Uh, George Reeves, I mean, George Reeves apparently died too, I'm saying, but, you know, the black and white and color versions. Mm -hmm. There was, uh, there's one particular special that was like a two-hour episode that was called The Mole Man. And there was like this little guys that were supposed to be out of space and they came and, and they're like bullheaded and they're walking together like two, three miniature guys. And it's Mole, M-O-L-E. So it was Superman versus the Mole Man. Mm. The same characters are similar to those are the characters that appear in Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. But what the premise is behind the movie, the storyline behind the movie is an old Victorian home. They go to the basement and when the, the caretaker for the property said, don't ever, there was a chimney in the basement that had a steel plaque and she wanted to open it up and, you know, work the change. He goes, don't ever open that. Well, when she opened it, they kept appearing at her and she was the only one that could see them. And when the lights came on, 
they couldn't, you know, they were hurt by the light. Mm -hmm. But the idea is they kept saying to her, we want you. They wanted her dry. So finally, what they finally did, they tied her by the legs and dragged her <laughs> body down into the chimney. I'm telling you, that freaking movie, oh, it bothers wow. me. I, oh, I watched it back then, never watched it again. And I don't think it gives me the creeps. I don't like it too much. I wouldn't even watch it today. <laughs> but that, that is hey, my... Hey, Chuck, hey Chuck yeah. have you ever seen the, the movie The Monster Club? I believe so. Yep. Yep. From 1981, the uh, the anthology with uh, uh, who was in it? Uh, Vincent Price, yep. John Carradine, um, uh, and Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance. That was cool. That was pretty neat. Yeah. You know, I just. I think I saw that. Did you see that, Eddie? I think I did. I saw it a long time ago. You know what? I just I just watched it um about a week ago for the first time. I was I can't remember which streaming app I was on, and I it. For some reason, popped up on them. Like, what the heck is this? I said, I don't remember ever seeing this. Yeah, yeah, I do remember yeah. that because because I was I was in high school. That was around the time when uh, Porky's came out. When I was in high school, Porky's was popular. Everybody was, you know, hey, hey, man, did you see Porky's? Did you see Porky's Revenge? There was that was back like in eighty one, somewhere around there eighty two. Yeah. I tell you what, that was a fun movie, man. I mean, it wasn't real spooky. I mean, the ending was ending was kind of. I mean, it was a fun movie. Mm -hmm. It's not a hardcore horror. It was a movie, fun movie. Yeah. yeah, especially for the '80s, wasn't really you know gory or anything, but it was, it was pretty cool, man. At the end, I'm like, man, I want to be part of the monster club. Why can't? <laughs> well, you, yeah, you it was pretty cool. Joe, Joe, and Chuck, it doesn't matter what it is. But Vincent Price, even though he was a horror fan, I like his movies and stuff because they're never too much horror. It's just, it's just about right. You know what I'm saying? It, it is. And yep. Let's be honest. The House on phenomenal film. One of the oh. best that ever made, and the alias Doctor Fives. Oh, I love Doctor like Fives. Which, by oh. the way, Carol Monroe, hugging her in, in Chiller, she was the Victoria in that oh, movie. Yeah, and she's always in Chiller Theater, and she's a phenomenal person. Um, I was actually going to ask her when I see her in October if she could be in the podcast because uh, I do have her phone number somewhere, but I think it was in my old phone, and it didn't transfer over to my new iPhone. That would be cool if you if you can get her. That would be fan. I love Doctor Fives. Oh, I tell you what, my the, my favorite Vincent Price movie though was The Mad Magician. Oh yeah, from, from oh. before. I you ever see that Eddie? That was cool. Yeah, well, here's the thing about that film, and, and that's why I went huh in Chiller <laughs> Theater. Here, there's an original poster of that, right? The guy wants seventy nine dollars poster, right? How much? Now the poster seventy nine dollars for the original. It's 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 about a foot wide by maybe forty seven inches tall. It's a small type of poster, but it's original. So I go around and here I am again trying to negotiate a lower price. I wanted to pay like forty or fifty, right? When I decide to buy it, I go buy the darn poster, and the guy that just happens to walk in front of me grabs the poster and buys it. Whoa, I was, wow. I'm still fuming. But I uh, know if uh, your question is that's the only Vincent Price film I haven't watched yet. I need to watch that film. Really, C considering you know you you like the magic and all that, it's I man that I seen it a few years at Monster Bash. I was like, it, and as soon as the movie was over, I said, "Yep, this is it. This is my favorite Vincent Price." Oh, uh, it's a fantastic movie. It's a fantastic. You guys had mentioned the uh, the monkeys, Paul. You know, I was always obsessed by that, and that's a short story by uh, W. W. Jacobs. I mean, it's it's very very short. But the whole premise behind it, we get the three wishes. And uh, strangely enough, you know, uh, Eddie's putting together a, a magic kit that's going to be coming up. And so I actually built, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, the monkey paws. Uh, so one will each go into each kit. And there's a shrunken head that I built myself where it, it floats behind a cloth and stuff. So I mean, there's going to be some really cool stuff in this magic kit coming up. Uh, so, uh, so make sure you guys stay tuned for this. You, you know, some something like Joe, what you said, and, and just like exactly what Chuck's saying, and that's so phenomenal. You see, the genre that I come from, the novelty one from the seventies, when you read a, or you read a, you know, Tales from the Crypt, or you read the the House of Ghosts, or Mysteries, or Dracula's, because uh, mm -hmm. there's a, a comic book called, I think. Uh, the the event I forget I don't know something about Dracula. All those comics have a little bit of a horror theme to them, but at the mm -hmm. same time they sell uh, like Honor House, Johnson Smith, and those things. They all sold 
magic and sold novelties, right. unusual things. So my love doesn't really gear to any particular segment of it. I just love it all in general. Like yeah, I, I could be as excited to get uh, how to build your own laser gun pistol plans as I would uh, the levitating chair. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. Uh, but but you know, I gotta take think... more to the horror. I'm sorry. Joe, I, I go ahead. Yeah, like you, I don't. I don't think I would have, you know, started being interested in magic at all if it probably wasn't for you know you and Chuck and introducing me to horror magic. I'm like, man, that's, you know, really cool. You know, that's yeah. I, I, you know, because you know my my passion's always been you know horror and comic books and stuff. So yeah, it goes it goes it goes hand in hand because you know what I like to scare people with magic and I like to tell stories. So it's like. It's like it fits perfect, man. It really does. It does. It does. And the thing with magic and stuff, like I said, I don't gravitate directly. Like I love more than the other. But the thing is that, for example, I can see myself coming across a haunted house magic trick and then all of a sudden find myself for the next two months buying anything that's haunted magic. I've done that. <laughs> I can see, you know, let's say getting in buzzer that's unlike anything like shocks and then finding myself buying joy buzzers for the next week or two my love for the era the era of the 70s growing uh, up that's cool the general, is anything and and it always goes simultaneous simultaneously one with the other simultaneously well, can't say the word now right it's the fact that magic there's no mail order comic book ad that doesn't have a magic trick and a novelty trick at the same time honor right. house ads it would have, uh, you know, magic playing cards. They have chest of steel, how to become strong by the whatever. They had karate courses, life-size mm -hmm. monsters. Mm -hmm. So it's just in general. Come on, I gravitate we're all, we're all to, to monsters. We're all waiting for you to I'm say I'm not going to say the robot plans, but now that you bought <laughs> <order> it. <before. laughs> Take a drink, yeah. <laughs> and guys, if anybody out there is listening, or did order. The Melton Company Monster Goes, um, Monster Go, or oh, the Seven Foot Robot Plants. Take I'm drink. looking for them. Help me out. Uh, somebody has to have them. Somebody has to have them. The, the only one I know that has it is a is a bubblehead. Uh, <laughs> he hey, uh, one more one more movie, guys, is one of my favorites. Uh, you know what? I've always been a fan of Charlton Heston, Omega Man. Do you guys oh, remember that? Oh yeah. That is so cool. I mean, like the whole basis behind it, you know what I mean? He's like one of the very few people alive. And uh, what you mentioned, Eddie, is about the mole people. Well, there, there was an atomic blast, I think. And these people can't come out during the day because their eyes are sensitive. And uh, Victor uh, Victor Bruno uh, acted in her, I believe. He was he was one of the people in charge of the, of the underground people. If I'm not mistaken, I might be mixed up with. You're right. But Omega Man and the last man on Earth uh, with mm -hmm. Vincent Price are very similar. Hey guys, let me. I don't mean to step in here, but we are down to a little over two minutes, so we're gonna have to wrap it up here. Wow, that went quick. Yeah, that was a. a I tell you what, man, that was one of our quicker conversations. I was just <laughs> looking down at the timer. I'm like, holy crap! I'm like, we're, we're down to the bottom of the hour. You know, it time flies when you're having fun. So, uh, we're we're gonna have to wrap it up here. So, Chuck, Eddie, you know, thanks for for joining us once again. You know, this was a a great conversation and. You know, yes. it's the season of, of Halloween and all that, so I'm sure we'll be having more spooky conversations as the, uh, Absolutely. You know, the weeks go on. And we definitely, you know, from, from myself, and I'm sure Eddie and Chuck are the same, we want to thank all of our listeners out there yes. from the bottom of our hearts, man. Yes, thank you. Yeah, because, we, you know, we, we couldn't do this without, you know, the support of everyone out there because, you know, what, what's the use of, of talking on here if nobody's listening? But apparently oh. people want to hear, you know, our voices and what we have to say and, you know, we want to hear what you guys have to say, too. So if you want to be a, a guest on our, our show and you just want to chat with us, get a hold of uh, Eddie or myself on the uh, the forum or on the uh, the webpage, House of the Unusual. You know, get a hold of one of us and, you know, come join us for a conversation because we're just, you know, a couple of fans that are, you know, we're just sitting around just talking about things that we love. So you don't have to be an expert or a lifelong collector or, you know, anything like that. You just have to you know, have something that you love and that you want to talk about. And, you know, you're more than welcome to come and join us. So uh, get a hold of us. And, you know, at the beginning of the show, we talked about all of our friends and our supporters and all that, you know, definitely 
you know, take a look at them and support them because, you know, it's all about family and community with us. So um, that's all I got. So Eddie, Chuck, thank you again for joining us and for, you know, a phenomenal conversation. All right. So until next time, we will, we'll see you guys next week. Okay. Thanks guys. Right, Have a guys, good night. Um, God bless. Good night. And God right, bless. Good night. Take care. Bye-bye.